Hi, how are you? First of all, please it's very important that you help me to continue creating content. Subscribe to the channel, leave your likes and tell me what you think at the end of the video. Adana Friedman, from intern to CEO of NASDAQ. A black belt in Taekwondo. An American executive made a career within the company and became the first woman to head a large American stock exchange. Adana Friedman, 52, is an American businesswoman. Since January 2017, she has held the position of CEO of NASDAQ, an electronic stock exchange headquartered in New York, USA. It is the second largest exchange in the world, considering the market capitalization value of listed companies, only behind the competitor New York Stock Exchange, New York Stock Exchange, its acronym in English. There, the shares of some of the most famous companies in the world are traded, such as Apple, Alphabet, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook and Netflix. Friedman is the first woman to head a major U.S. stock exchange. She is the company's career employee. She joined in 1993 as an intern and rose through the years to become chief financial officer in 2009. She left in 2011 to work as chief financial officer at the private equity firm Carlyle Group. In 2014, she returned to NASDAQ as director of operations. The executive's priorities are the diversification of the business and the consolidation of NASDAQ as a great technology company. In addition to the trading floor, the company provides technological solutions for stock exchanges and other businesses around the world. We provide the kind of technology that moves the capital markets around the world today, Friedman told the New York Times. More recently, it has struggled to increase diversity in the marketplace. In 2020, NASDAQ presented to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission SEC, a proposal to require listed companies to publish internal data on the subject. In addition, companies must include on their boards at least two members who fit the concept, or explain why they don't. The SEC approved the application in August 2021. The new rule requires a female counselor and an underrepresented minority, or LGTBQ+, counselor. We support the proposal because it represents a step forward for investors in the diversity of boards, says the SEC statement. According to the regulatory body, there is a growing demand for greater diversity in companies, and the NASDAQ measure increases the quality of information available to investors for decision-making. Internally, NASDAQ had already adopted a policy of interviewing at least one woman when selecting someone for a senior executive position. This really makes a difference, said the executive, according to the NYT. She ran the business during the COVID-19 pandemic and said the company was prepared for a rapid transition to the teleworking model. But we had to manage the largest volume of transactions ever seen in the history of the U.S. stock and options markets, Friedman told McKinsey Cartley, a publication by McKinsey Consultancy. It was really a very intense period, especially for our employees. She added, Who is Adana Friedman? Adana Robinson Testa was born in Baltimore, Maryland, USA, on January 17, 1969. She is the daughter of Michael David Testa and Adana W. Testa. Her father worked at the asset management company T. Rowe Price, where he became investment director. Her mother, a lawyer, was a partner at the law firm of Stewart, Plant & Amp. 
Blumenthal, and Baltimore. My parents got married while they were still in college, so my mom didn't graduate right away. She had children, but went back to studying at University Johns Hopkins. When I was nine, she decided to go to law school and ended up becoming the first female partner at the firm, where she worked, Friedman told the NYT. The executive says that the transformation of her mother, from a full-time housewife to a successful professional, had a strong influence on her formation. Her father, however, used to take his daughter to the office and aroused her interests in the market, influencing her choice of profession. It was an important part of what attracted me to the industry, Friedman told the Wall Street Journal. She has a brother who pursued a career in the financial market as well. This choice, however, was not immediate. She attended an all-girls school, Roland Park Country School in Baltimore. I wanted to be an astronaut, she said. Despite her science teacher's encouragement, she didn't pursue the idea any further. From 1987 to 1991, she attended college at Williams College in Massachusetts, where she majored in political science. She even worked with then-Senator and future U.S. Vice President Al Gore, but was disappointed by the slowness of the policy and came to the conclusion that business could have a more immediate impact. She is affiliated with the Democratic Party, according to the Washington Post. From 1991 to 1993, she attended Vanderbilt University Business School in Nashville, Tennessee, where she earned an MBA. When she finished, she started working at NASDAQ. In the same year, 1993, she married Michael Cameron Friedman, a lawyer turned potter, according to the Washington Post. The couple has two kids. Female Leadership Friedman says she never felt discriminated against at NASDAQ for being a woman although she had few colleagues when she joined the company. She says that her boss at the time didn't make distinctions. When I was first promoted, I was pregnant, she said. The superior replied, It's okay, you're going out for three months and then you'll be back. He didn't even take that, the fact that she was a woman and that she was pregnant, into account when making the decision to promote her, she noted. And there she stayed. She was head of data production, corporate strategy and chief financial officer. According to his profile on the NASDAQ website, Friedman played a prominent role in the acquisition strategy promoted by the company, which resulted in the purchase of the electronic trading platform in it, used on stock exchanges in Scandinavia and the Balkans. OMX, operator of stock exchanges in Copenhagen, Stockholm, Helsinki, among others and the Philadelphia and Boston exchanges. This turned NASDAQ into a de facto multinational. From 2011 to 2014, as CFO of the Carlyle Group, Friedman actively worked on the company's IPO process. Back at NASDAQ, she assumed the role of operations director, until becoming CEO in 2017, replacing Robert Griefeld, who was in charge of the business from 2003 to 2016. Adam Friedman's career. The executive has faith in the capital market, defends that companies launch shares on the stock exchange from the beginning and wants investments to be increasingly accessible to the common citizen. In her opinion, people should be able to invest in new businesses and not only when companies are already mature and, only then, decide to go public. According to the Washington Post, 
she refers in part to unicorns, startups worth more than $1 billion. Investments in the early stages of the business are generally restricted, and small investors end up out of the most boom years of these companies. Adana Friedman was chosen by the U.S. magazine Forbes as one of the 100 most powerful women in the world in 2020. She occupies the 33rd position. Fortune magazine, in turn, placed her at 43rd on its list of most powerful women of 2021. Both publications highlight Nasdaq's proposal for diversity on corporate boards. Fortune points out that the technologies provided by Nasdaq are currently used in 130 international markets. In 2020, the company earned $5.6 billion, a 32% increase over 2019. Friedman's earnings last year are estimated at nearly $16 million. I work pacas, she told WP. The executive has a black belt in Taekwondo a sport she started to practice by taking her children to class. She told the BBC that the martial art helped her to be more courageous in business. It's a great discipline for the body and mind. It gave me the feeling that success is under my control, she said. It also helped me to be less afraid of being punched, metaphorical. I know they can hit me, and that's not the worst thing in the world, she added. On October 6, 2020, the Nasdaq CEO attended a meeting with U.S. President Joe Biden and other business leaders. She said that a long delay in approving the increase in the country's debt ceiling could cause the markets to react very, very negatively. Thank you very much. Subscribe to the channel and comment below what you think. See you next time.